Thank you for joining us for Be Our Geek, where everyone is a geek about something and where we cover your pop culture landscape through our geek lens. I am Miss Shannon, your hostess with the most today, here with my regular co-host and podcast life mate, Mr. Jayton Satia, Executive Director of the Twin Cities Film Fest. Jayton, you look 10 years younger. Just because Do I? Is it, is, it, is it because of the... Um the Botox that I got in my face. <laughs> no, I did not know about the Botox. I thought it was I just... I didn't get one. I I have, why, why do I look 10 years younger? Probably because I mean, we're too weak. I shaved. I just got off of a rigorous virtual festival. I should be exhausted. Why do I look 10 years younger? That's why I'm saying it. We're actually like two weeks out of our virtual, very successful festival. So maybe you just had a chance to sleep up since then. I have, and um, we're moving. We've moved into our new offices at the mm-hmm. West End too. And here, I actually have natural light, oh. so that actually might be another reason why I supposedly look younger. Maybe you have a little <laughs> vitamin D as well. A little vitamin D hits you because you get some sunlight now. I tried my best. I tried my best. Um, you look great as always. I love that purple hair now. Thank you very much. You know what? It took me a while in this new COVID reality that we live in. So many people were going, uh, changing. There's a good friend of ours changed her hair to like a rose gold color. Um, that mermaid color scheme was very popular for a while. And I, find, I, I really sat down with myself and said, why did you always talk yourself out of a color recently? Because when I was in high school and college, Well, not college as much, but mostly I always had some sort of odd colored hair. And it was because, similar to Jayton, our podcast life mate and executive director of Twin Cities Film Fest, we have our side hustle as actors. And because we're working actors in Minnesota, a lot of the work we do are things for, like, corporate America, where you have to look like you're a banker or you work at a big box store or something like that. And I was just really concerned that if I suddenly had an audition and had really wackadoo hair, I wasn't getting it hired because I don't look like I work at a bank. Um, but I changed my mind, and what I did is I said, you know, I'm going to go all in on me because most of the things I'm doing are things like this podcast, which are our projects, and I work with Jayton, you know, doing diversity programming and stuff for the Twin Cities Film Fest, and he doesn't care what my hair looks like. So what I did is I went out and bought a wig that looks like my hair without the color in it. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I can tone down. So if I have to show up to an audition, I'll just put on the plain Jane wig. Okay. And then I can have my hair be whatever color I want to be. So thank you for noticing. And I like your facial hair. I know that for a long time you did not super go Mega Man goatee, but it's been working for you. I think it looks good. Uh, Thank you. And I've been meaning to actually get new headshots, too. You you need to. You gave me a little (laughs) shit about that. Um because my headshots are literally 15 years older right. and I'm shaved and I was in corporate America when I did this and I get hired, trust me, I get hired enough. Yes. But I now have to shave and I'm like, ugh. And then my agents are like, well, why don't you just give us your updated shots? Right. You've and also, then that is how we will pitch you right. and that's how you'll get hired. Because you look very distinguished. Facial hair looks good on you. It doesn't look odd. The other thing is, and this is only, it's not like, I knew you back when you took that headshot. I've known you that long. You've lost weight since then. Like you've grown sure. into your face. You have like that jizzled cheekbone thing now. And you still had all the Jayton Satia baby fat in that 15, picture, 15 year old picture. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I've not lost that much weight. And I think this natural lighting is doing me wonders right <laughs> 
Well, continue, I will continue the compliments because I do want to introduce our guest geek this week. She also looks wonderful, wonderful. Everybody will be able to see it in the promos that we do because we do take some photos during this whole thing. But she is also amazingly talented and has done something that neither Jayton nor I have done, and that is completed, write it, written, and produced and, and put out and published a book. So hello, Beatrice. Right. Thank you very much for joining us. We appreciate you so much. Hello, thank you for having me. Beatrice, will you do me a favor? Because I didn't think to ask you this last time I talked to you. You have a lovely last name, and I want do not want to disrespect it. So can you please pronounce your full name for all of our geeks out there? So it's Beatrice Adenoti. Oh, that's so wonderful. That is wonderful. It makes my name so boring and, you know, things. So <laughs> I need to come up with a better name than Miss Shannon. Uh, so, Beatrice, we are uh, Oh, ooh, ooh. I will, I, I'll, I'll volunteer. No, I'll no, 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 no. You are not picking. No. <laughs> I'm going to pull that back right now before. <laughs> I know you too well. That's All of our listeners, please chime in. What's your name? Let's crowdsource a new name for Miss Shannon. Right? No. But congratulations, Beatrice. You uh, recently booked the, uh, finished your book, Mindless Behaviors. You can go to mindless-behaviors.com slash the book to see the full book. But tell us a bit about the book that you recently uh, published. Well, um, so yeah, it was five years in the making, so it's a lot of commitment, just letting y'all know. (laughs) Um, My book basically talks about real, like, unconscious daily actions that we do on a regular basis that keeps us stuck. Right. And what I do is bring people through, like, a journey. It's almost like an adventure of seven different stories that happen, which are Pacific behaviors, Mm -hmm. that, um, that each of these characters got themselves stuck in right and of course they got to get themselves unstuck but um through each chapter um i wrote about not only the story like i actually walked them into my mind on my opinion on the reason why this um the different characters were stuck so they can at least have like a starting point and then they got, um, it's actually really good. It's a good reflective book, good awareness book, especially in these times right now. 2020 have us all on edge. Yes, right. We are quite <laughs> shook right now. I agree with you, Beatrice. There's yeah. a lot going on. Well, I want to hear more about your book. We're also going to go uh, deep dive into a few of the topics that you have in your book. But I asked you this before we started. I asked you if you are a fan of Chadwick Boseman, rest in, uh, rest in power, Mr. Boseman, and um, Black Panther, because I had a couple of stories that I wanted to bring up today. So, Beatrice, I'd love to hear your opinion on it. Um, Jayton and I are both big movie buff fans, and so regardless of where you can find the movie, we love to see them in the theaters, but we have been able to uh, successfully pivot our love of films to the streaming services, and we know that that is what's happening a lot, you know, what's going on right now. And so there's two stories that came out recently about Chadwick Boseman. And so, Jayton, I'm not sure if you saw them both. Um, First of all, they dropped a new trailer um, for the last film that Chadwick filmed be- uh, before he passed, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. That was his final film. And the trailer is amazing. Have either of you had a chance to see that yet? Yeah, I saw it. And it's absolutely, it's, again, for, you think about the characters that Chadwick has played right. or did play from Jackie Robinson to obviously, you know, Black Panther's Chala. And so, to, again, he is a transformative 
excuse me, he was a transformative actor, and you see that in this trailer. And what a, you know, it harkens back to um, the old school uh, musicals that you used that you, you we used to see right um, on screen. And I, I think the, the cinematography looks amazing. Uh, if you haven't seen the trailer, you should go see it. I'll play a little bit of the audio for us here. You know what to do. This would be an empty world without the blues. I try to take that emptiness and fill it up with something. But they want to call me Mother Blues. That's all right with me. It don't hurt none. <laughs> The, uh, the horn player. I got a friend. Come on, Levy. You rehearse like everybody else. I'm gonna get me a band and make me some records. I know how to play real music, not this jug band shit. You call that playing music? I know what I'm doing. No one will fire me. I don't care. When I got there, they began to sing. That's to get the people's attention. That's when you and Slow Drag come in with the rhythm part. Me and Cutler play on the break. Levy, the sooner you understand it, and what you say is what my state account. <laughs> we'll be ready to go in 15 minutes. We'll be ready to go, and Madam says we're ready to go, and that's the way it go around here. So in that, we get to hear the quintessential queen, Viola Davis, who plays the key role of Ma, key role of Ma Rainey here. Also, we did hear Chadwick Boseman. He does play the young uh, horn player in that one, the one who is causing uh, – he's a very hungry, hungry character, it seems like, in this one. So there is a lot of tension between he and Viola Davis's character. Um, so I'm excited to see that. We're going to be able to see that on Netflix on December 18th. But as you said, Jayden, it really does just showcase – how broad of a talent Chadwick Boseman was and the variety of roles that he could play and the variety of roles that he gave such a depth of character to. And he definitely, when we talk about actors like Viola Davis, who we've seen in such a wide array of films, and you're just amazed every time you see her in something, the way she can transform herself, Chadwick was definitely an actor in that same Form where you would be amazed and he would come up with these amazing performances. So I know that we're very excited to see that. We're going to be able to put that onto your streaming. Um, uh, I know yeah, we've been trying to, like, catch up on our, our streaming list, Jayton, because we were, like, yeah. busy. And then to make it worse, um, then we launch our own streaming service. So then it's all right. Like, <laughs> so you got to watch your own stuff first. <laughs> right. um, you know, one of the key things that I want to, you know, what I, what I truly appreciate from a thespian like Chadwick Boseman is he kept he kept on while he was battling colon cancer. Right. I believe he was in the in, you know in his four year battle while shooting Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. So um, and you see his physical transformation now, yes. whether that be you know going from T'Challa where he's bulked up, mm-hmm. physical bulk up, to uh, playing this character. In this upcoming film, where, you, where he physically looks skinnier now, right. is that a character choice, or was he truly battling his colon cancer at this moment? We would never know because his acting chops 
are so amazing that you you forget. That's what good actors do, right? right? They make you forget. They make you live their lives on screen. And I think that was, again, it comes not enough when right. we watch good films. It doesn't come enough. And, and Chad brought it every time he, he was on screen. And then we did hear uh, posthumously that although he died back on August 28th, um, they said that he definitely persevered during this entire time. And he had he was filming Marshall, uh, The Five Bloods, and Ma Rainey's Black mm-hmm. Bottom between countless surgeries and chemotherapy. So wow. to be able to keep up what we already know is a grueling schedule, regardless of if you are at full health, um, while he was doing that just shows how amazing he was. And that brings me to the story that recently came out um, about uh, Marvel's Black Panther 2 and what they plan to come out with. So this story dropped the day before we're recording this particular episode. And it talks about how the, they they have come out and Marvel Studios EVP Victoria Alonso, she told an Argentinian newspaper that the team is trying to determine the right course of action, but they did note that they will not be using a CGI body double to replace him. And as a fan of not only Chadwick Boseman, as a fan, not only the Black Panther film, as a fan of just technology, I'm on board with them not doing that. Because I think that that looks whack quite often. <laughs> no, it does. And I think it, it Marvel is such an expansive universe. It has so many characters and so many stories that, yes, you want your central characters to be a part of it, but there's so many different things that you could do um, if done right, right, without coming it off uh, as pandering to specific fan groups. Or uh, I do agree with you. I think majority of the time, the the CGI now, where either they put in a character that has recently deceased, or 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 actually make them look younger than right. what truly are it, it truly something it just fails agreed um and that is that's a deeper thing that we got to get into of like why don't <laughs> you just hire actors who look like their age and right. color of their skin and like that's a deeper thing that we don't want to get into well maybe we do want to get into it but, but we can um, but when we're talking yeah, about i can't it. fix everything exactly and i think that we have proof that our Technology has gotten better. You know, like it doesn't look sure. as cheesy as it used to be, but that doesn't mean that we should rest on it. And I, I, I agree that they, they're better off going, okay, here's these two actors, and here's the one that plays the young version, here's the one that plays the, the older version. And well, and I think there was there was a couple of a few other chatters uh, in fan groups about bringing, um, you know, Michael B. Jordan back, right, as the successor, or uh, I'm forgetting the, the name of uh, T'Challa's sister. Sorry. Um, Sure. Yeah, Suri taking over the mantle for for. And there that, are there are storylines you know, that can um, support yeah. that. It's just probably not the direction because there was a lot more. If you've read any of the Black Panther comic books, there was a lot more of that story to be told with T'Challa as the lead. Mm-hmm. There are a couple of directions they could go. Like there was a lot of story before T'Challa took on the mantle, and there are a lot of ancillary stories. But it really is who's going to. I agree with you. Who, what, what position are they going to take? And I do think that we have room for them to 
have Shuri's character take on more because we've proven now that female-led films can still survive in the comic book world. And And thrive, honestly. Right. And for years, we were so terrified to even give them a Mm -hmm. shot. We wouldn't do that. But there was enough fan following for Shuri's carrier and Okoye's character and uh, uh, Nakima's character. I said that wrong. Um, But there are a lot of those storylines. And more than any other film, I think that Black Panther had female characters with great agency. And and they were just organically uh, important to the story instead of them going, well, we have to prove that we are doing something with these female characters. It was just part of the landscape, and I think that was another uh, great thing that the director, you know, Ryan, was great at showcasing that female characters can just be inherently strong. They don't have to be token strong. So I'm curious to see what they come up with. I'm excited about it. I was excited about seeing the the, the movie before, and, and at least having them say, we're not going to go the quote-unquote easy route gives me breath. I'm, I'm like... <laughs> I'm, a I'm looking forward to seeing um, yeah. Bahrainis on, uh, I think Netflix on the 18th, you mentioned. Yes, yeah, so December 18th, December 18th. So we got a little while before that comes December. out, but it'll be a I really can't good wait one. to see it. Yeah, so um, I'm glad that you're excited about it as well, Beatrice. That'll be good. Yeah, I, I am a true Marvel fan, and I'm actually a movie buff. Oh, so good. I mm-hmm. I usually find things to watch on Netflix. So, yeah, so I'm, as soon as, as soon as we're done here, now I'm like, oh, I'm going to go like, check out the, <laughs> go trailer, the trailer, really? You'll love the trailer. Yeah. Um, okay. And it's one of those things that I think when we start looking at films, you know, Jaden and I are some of the few people that actually care about the ancillary categories during the Academy Awards, like best art direction and those things and best costuming. The way that this film seems to be shot and the the, the – it's the kind of film that I think normally gets played during those type of categories because right. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom does, you know, it is such a quality period piece. Um, and to tell that story, I think, will be outstanding. And I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but I was glad to see that Viola Davis finally made, like, one of the top paid actors lists um, for 2020 because yep. that was, I don't know, a decade coming. Like, the fact that she, after all of this time, is just now making the most paid actors list when she was doing films that were completely on par with a number of other people who were not, uh, who had had already cracked into that that particular category. I'm glad that she's finally there. And I guarantee you that um, Edwick's performance will be talked about when uh, the award season picks up here, too. Agreed. Agreed. So we have lots of things to keep track of as we are moving through the end of 2020 and into the beginning of 2021. I'm sure that there'll be more noise on that. But something that we know exactly is out, and you can go and get it right now. It is downloadable. It is purchasable, right? It is uh, Beatrice's movie. I'm sorry, Beatrice's book, Mindless Behaviors. That's the next thing. You know what? I was actually thinking about it. Yes. Of course you were. Well, it makes sense because it is a... Uh, I'll call it based on a true story type like book because it is um, novelized. It is a series of characters that are talking as though they're kind of a personal essay. Um, we'll, we'll say that way for a description for people out there. But it you do these are all characters that you created and use as tools to showcase your points, right, Beatrice? I am, and I, you're definitely correct. The movie is actually coming. Oh, um, there you go. Well done. <laughs> so, you know, that's actually when I was writing the book, I was like, wow, 
all these seven characters could be a perfect book. Wonderful. But, um, perfect movie. And maybe I can extend them. But I have, I only gave a short, just like a little synopsis of it and then go into why the, why I still, why I have the story in the book and everything okay. like that. So. Okay. So I, I appreciate it. Like, how do you, because you said it took five years for you to complete this project. When you were first starting the project, Beatrice, what were you thinking going, why was this something that was on your soul that you go, I need to get these words out to a larger community? Well, when I, like almost six years ago, I started because I, <laughs> my life was in chaos. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait a minute, something is not right here. I need to like I need to talk about it. So this book is the outcome of everything I've been thinking in my mind for many years. I just brought words to it and I can finally found the words for it. And my journey through um through actually writing the book, I started writing about my experiences. Okay. And I said, Okay, you know what? I'm gonna write about my experiences and mask them as different characters. Fair enough. Sure. <laughs> That's a good trick. I mean, it's a great tool, right, yeah. mm-hmm. to, to, to yeah. give another character your voice. You're able to, from everything I've read in the past and talked to other authors, you're able to dig a little deeper within yourself to put it out there, as opposed to if it was your voice, you may be a little hesitant to put it out there because of the perceived notion of who's going to read it and what are they going to think about me. Now, that could be go to the wayside if you really don't care and you just want to write a book, and that's fine, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that that extra element of giving other characters your voice lends to more of the story to come out. From right. You. I felt like that was important to me that I did give other characters the voice. Um, I didn't want people to get stuck on this story and okay. not understand what I'm trying to convey. And that's kind of like the reason why I just made sure it was a balance that, okay, well, you know, if I say all of this is a true story, which not all of it is, right. but a lot of it is, um, sure. there, there would be this journey of like, oh, what else happened? Oh, what else happened? But I did, I just needed to give them just enough to just hang on to it, but actually really understand what I am trying to convey as well. So, Beatrice, mm-hmm. when you were doing that, did it also give you a way to make the stories more accessible to a wider audience? Because you could kind of tweak a character and go, well, here's, I want to be able to affect, uh, have men think about this in a certain way. So you could tweak the characters a little bit. Did you find that helpful in any at, at all? Yes. I I was tweaking the characters, and I wake up one morning, and I said, my character is going to die today. Goodness. Yes. That's aggressive. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I did. So, like, okay, so who's well, going to die? And, like, and then when I, it's interesting, when I was writing the characters, I was actually embodying them in some form of way. Because some of these experiences, not my personal experiences, is the environment that I live, too. So it's a hybrid of both. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, what would happen if this person do that? So I was actually literally living the characters in every chapter. And when you were thinking about which what character wants to, which of your characters that you're writing in this book that you want to get a specific thing across when you talk about unconscious behavior, unconscious actions, mm-hmm. did I go into, you know, did you go a little deeper into, I think, this character, I'm making up the right John from this, this story, this page, I'm going to have him deal with um, unconscious bias, right, as an example. 
or was that you just wanted to talk about something and you just picked a character and you just kind of went with it, or was there actual conscious thought given to which characters would talk about it? So when I when I started um, writing about writing the characters, I want people to feel the character, feel like they're pain, get a real, real realistic view of what they were going through. So like in my one of my um, chapters, the mask we wear, he um, Peter had was a politician and he walked away from his um, and he walked away and now now on TV that he wasn't going to be a senator anymore. Right. He did not tell his wife. He didn't say anything to him. And I wanted people in that, in those moments, I wanted them to feel how people are, how, how the depth of the mask is. Right. Right. So you're going, going into the emotion. Like if I would have done something else, I would have feared being judged. Right. So it was almost like there is a level of emotion that is more relatable and is tied really deeply to the character because you the biggest thing is like feeling what that character is feeling and walking right. in those character's shoes. And I know you also cover the concept of bitterness and whether we uh, use that for a positive somewhere down the road and we learn from those lessons or whether we harbor them and we just stay bitter. And then how do you cover that in your book? Well, that was in a chapter of past letting past experiences affect us mm-hmm. I went into like I actually followed the guy usually when they when you have stories like that it's always the woman and right. I said no what if it's a guy character and I put a guy in there just to basically go against the grain first of right. all mm-hmm. and then men have emotions too right so I actually have this character walk through the death of his girlfriend his ex-girlfriend mm-hmm and how it affect his lad next relationship and what was going on in his mind and what the emotions that he was dealing with that he couldn't even reveal that I'm sorry, different information to who he was with at that time. So as a reader, right? Like if you're, if you're reading this book uh, or when you're reading this book, are you as an author, are you just telling stories or are you truly wanting people to get something out of each of these scenarios? It's it's not only storytelling, but I want each, I want people to get a lot of a lesson out of each one of them. Okay. So just basically being relatable. Not all the, not all these characters are going to be exactly what you're going through. But there are nuggets in that. There are nuggets in each chapter that we can all take to our um, all take to our lives and even eventually enhance them. Do you see yourself? You said you can see this as a film. Do you see it somewhere as a like a series where there's a workbook that people do? Is this one of those things I'm going to eventually see you touring this and how people can work through different aspects of their lives? Yes, there is. Um, in my main manifesto of the whole mindless behaviors platform there is an experiential initiative to it that people can it's going to be a tour that people can explore these different behaviors right yeah right so what are the next steps how's the best way for me to find your book and make sure that we get it into the hands of all of our geek listeners out there (laughs) good you can go to www.mindless-behaviors.com forward slash the hyphen book. Mm-hmm. It's also on Amazon, Barnes & Nobles, Apple, you name it, all right. of the online 
Well, we know a lot of actors. If you decide that you want to make it an audio book, I'm pretty sure that between all the people, Jayton and I know, we could hook you up. Well, <laughs> I, I, I think I, okay. okay. That's actually the next step. So <laughs> I want to be able to like make this an audio book. So I'm torn between me reading it or maybe getting different characters. So I would suggest, and again, I'm not. We have some so much talent yes. in this community that I think your voice would be just like you're giving your voice to these characters if you're allowed your true voice to be given to these talented folks that are in the industry I I believe you will see a thousand percent return on your investment from again working with independent artists as well because you are one Mm -hmm. um, as well as from consumers who are going to consume that audiobook, I, 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 you know, I listen to audiobooks, not a lot, but some. I am very much more uh, on the right of, I, I like fiction books, but I, I want different characters to, to be in my head. Right. In my voice, in my head. So um, we can certainly help you with that. And I, as someone who's done a, a bit, dabbled in that audiobook world. It's a lot of work, Beatrice. <laughs> <laughs> really, and then people keep on saying that you 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 can put your voice. You can just do it yourself. You can do and some of it yourself. You definitely I could. Seven different characters, and, and I was like, wouldn't it be nice for I have seven different actors, right? And then you well, can do the foreword and bits and pieces and everything that pulls it together. Look at us workshopping your whole audiobook for you, Beatrice. You didn't know you were gonna get that. No, I did not, but now I'm like, wait, hold up. Since we we, we are have plans, we have plans. audience audit, um, artist here, maybe. Right. Y'all want to read my book? Y'all can be one of my chapters. You could totally do Marjorie. Oh, so or, I could be Marjorie. I could do mm-hmm. that. I'd be that. Do we have a character Jayden? for Jayden? Oh, no, no, I by the way, I didn't volunteer myself for this. Yes, I, I did well, not. you mentioned it. Right. I mentioned exactly, that I Beatrice. Yeah. That doesn't mean right. it's me. You could be the senator. Yes, you can be the senator. Great. Senator who doesn't shave. Done. <laughs> I love it. I love it. We're going to work this all out. And we're actually going to make sure that we link to all of your pages on our social media. So we are remind you to go to her website. It's mindless-behaviors.com. And then you can find the book there. Just get us uh, a forward slash and the book on that one. So, Beatrice, we appreciate you. i got to do some minutiae here real quick. We also encourage everybody to follow the Twin Cities Film Fest, especially now that we have a, a fancy, fancy streaming service, right, Jayton? <laughs> we do. We got one of those. And, uh... We had a really great festival, and we're kicking back um, our, our streaming service, which is available throughout the year, uh, back online, and actually working on seven to eight different encore screenings in the month of October, excuse me, month of December that we premiered in October. Right. These films that we, we premiered, uh, we're actually giving encore screenings to eight to ten of them uh, just for the month, just in case you missed it. These are award winners. These are the ones that were the most popular so look for that on TCFF streams as well. Definitely. You can find that information and more if you go to TwinCitiesFilmFest.org. You can find our show if you follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just look for Be Our Geek Show. You can also email us at BeOurGeekShow at gmail.com. And you can leave us a message if you like at 612-276-2774. Please. And when you leave a message, when you leave a message uh, uh, please recommend a new name for Shannon. Oh, Great. Yes. Please do that. If you have a better a better idea, we'll crowdsource that as well. So that number again is 
706-2774. We encourage you to like and subscribe to Be Our Geek wherever you find us. We would appreciate you following us. And we remember, uh, remind everybody again, you can also find this episode and previous episodes at TwinCitiesFilmFest.org. Beatrice, thank you so much for joining us. We are going to have lots to follow up with you very soon. Jayton, you know I always appreciate seeing you and everybody else. Thank you for being part of the show today. We'll see you next time on BR Geek because everyone is a geek about something. oil before your summer road trip and save money now with Pennzoil and O'Reilly Auto Parts. Right now, get five quarts of Pennzoil Platinum Full Synthetic for just $22.95 after mail-in rebate. Save money and protect your engine against sludge and wear with a synthetic oil change. Stop by your local O'Reilly Auto Parts today or O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast1 to learn more and start your free trial.